This is Wicked Thoughts. I'm Flair Castro. Hi everyone! We are now at our 8th episode. And today, we will be discussing about the first mover advantage. So last week, we discussed about Uh, the pitfalls of being a pioneer and I was able to share with you some notes on what the disadvantages are about being a first mover. So if you haven't heard or listened to that episode yet, I highly encourage you to go back to episode 7. Or, of course, you can always finish this episode and then revisit episode 7. Because both of these episodes are actually connected. So, I will be sharing with you how I started 30 Media. What the benefits are about being the first. Okay? So, since we are talking about being a first mover... I will share with you how I started um, conceptualizing why I started offering social media services. So, to continue the story, I wrapped up my corporate job after being fired. So, I wrapped up that job and I started looking for work. Um... And then I realized that no one will actually hire someone who just got fired from her job, right? What if they come up with questions like, Okay, um, what was the reason that you left that job? I wouldn't know how to answer that question. So, I thought, why not look for a job online? And yes, that was the first thing that came to my mind because my sister was actually already working online. So she was a nurse. Um, she was based in Ligan. And she has been getting clients over at a platform called Odesk. So Odesk right now is already renamed to Upwork. Okay, so if you haven't heard of Odesk, it's actually a platform where you can get clients, you can get projects, you can get freelance tasks, and actually get paid for it. So it's a legit, it's a site that you can actually trust. So when my sister um, informed me that I can actually get work over at Odesk, I started exploring the site, I started studying it. And uh, one time, my friend Nadia she referred me to my first project over at odesk so that first project was my first entry into um odesk freelancing so i've had freelancing work before um when i was fresh out of college but that one that was referred by nadia over at odesk was the first on that platform so when she gave me that job It was actually a good starting point because I was able to understand how the platform works, how you get paid, 
how you get clients. And it was an entry point for me to understand what kind of jobs, what kind of tasks were needed by the entrepreneurs who were looking for um, support, who were looking for assistance um, for their businesses. So when I had that job, I realized that there were a lot of freelancers who were offering some sort of virtual assistance that includes writing, it includes forum posting, um, it includes, what else, search engine optimization during that time, and a whole lot of other skills that uh, revolves around promoting a website, a product or a service um, digitally or online. So from that experience, I realized that there were a lot of services that you can offer online, okay? And that first job was actually simply a post submission on directory. So I wrote some little ads, um, short ads, and then I posted them on different forums, different websites. And I realized just looking back at that task, it's actually under search engine optimization. Now, speaking of search engine optimization, back then in 2000, let's say 2008, Search engine optimization for me was a really dirty work. <laughs> I'm not saying that SEO is bad, okay? Um, but it's how you handle SEO or how you perform the task of SEO that makes it either black hat or white hat. And when I saw the work that was required to really get your site on top of Google, top of search engines, I realized that it has to be a mix of black hat strategies and white hat strategies. Now, when I understood how it worked, I told myself, I don't think I'd be able to offer these kind of services. In fact, there were a lot of freelancers, there were a lot of service providers who were already offering that kind of service. Um, they know the market so well, they know the clients, they know how to perform those tasks. And as someone who's pretty much brand new to digital marketing, I said to myself that perhaps there is a better way in promoting your products or service. Right? And also, the fact that search engine optimization, especially the black hat strategies, did not sit well with me. Okay, Because the black hat strategies that they employed included something similar to spamming. So you send mass emails, you post mass ads, right? Um, you go to different websites and you drop several comments and then you hope that it's actually going to get posted. So for me, I felt like it's not something that I could offer as a service, right? And then from there, I actually I discovered that there's such thing there's such a thing as social media marketing. And this one really excited me, you know, cuz I loved creating content that people actually read. You know, and going into social networking sites was um, kind of a, a, a very exciting activity. 
So if you guys have heard, I'm sure some of you guys listening to this episode have heard of Friendster, right? So when Friendster came out, it was a big thing when we were in college. We were we were um, in our last year of college and almost everyone of my classmates had Friendster. And in fact, that's the first social networking site that I was heavily involved in or actively participating in and aside from that i also had a blogger i had a blog spot that was where um, i added in my thoughts and i was actually doing it because i wanted to document my day so i used it in a form of a diary Um, right now i know that blogs have been used as some sort of influencer tool or marketing tool but back then it was legit a diary (laughs) so that's how i used blogging before now all of these activities that i did doing social networking on friendster blogging on blogspot i realized that i love doing these things and that's why social media was something that captured my attention and my interest okay and from there, um, I tried to explore how you could offer social media as a service. So breaking down the tasks of social media, here are the things that you, you could actually do. First, you could create profiles on behalf of brands. Second, you can create the content on behalf of brands. And the content could either be... Uh, either be articles or text in short form or could be um, images or posters or it could be ads so breaking down the offer of doing social media on behalf of businesses this one interested me right this one captured my interest and i said why not offer this as a service to businesses? And that's what I actually did. I started offering basic, super basic social media services to international clients. And I remember back then I had a client who wanted me to promote a certain um, young artist. So he was from Japan and he was traveling to the US. He needed a profile to amplify his um, performances or his concerts so that was an example of how i helped uh, a celebrity with their social media presence so from there i got several engagements i got several contracts doing the same kind of work building their profiles building their followers creating content um And doing all of this in an organic fashion, in an organic way. I didn't use any bots. I didn't use any mass production tools. Everything was handcrafted and customized to the brand of that um, client for their products or their service. So I continued doing this and I offered it to several international clients. And... From there, I asked myself if there was a way to offer that service to local customers, like 
here in Cebu. So that what that became a challenge for me. Like, how do you package your services that business owners have been availing of internationally, and then start offering it locally? Like, it's a different market. You're selling it to Filipinos versus selling it to international clients who already know what social media is, who know the value of getting a presence online. So, um. Like I mentioned on the seventh episode, there were a lot of disadvantage doing it, and one of it was really educating the clients locally on how valuable that that kind of service is, or how valuable it is to have presence online. But I actually started doing it right as as business owners. It is our it it's like it's in our DNA to go for things that are brand new or should I say we are risk takers we love taking risk we love exploring things that hasn't been explored before we love being pioneers and that's what I was when I started offering social media services to business owners in Cebu I felt like I was a pioneer a trailblazer and Um, some of the friends in the industry in the community they would say all right yeah definitely you are one of the pioneers of social media um, in Cebu and I would agree with that but it didn't come without a cost and that's um, like I said I've discussed that in the seventh episode Uh, but for the advantages of being a first mover I should say Um, These are the following advantages. So first, if you are a first mover, you become the standard. Okay? As a standard, it it becomes your responsibility to set the bar. Right? So you set the standard. You set the protocols on what it is. How is it like to offer the products or service that you are offering right now. So for us, we were offering social media services. We became the standard of what social media management looks like. So that's one advantage. You become the standard. The second advantage of being a first mover is that you create the branding and you create a strong impression. Now, Why is creating branding and creating a strong impression important? Of course, it's because you want to retain the trust of your customer and you want to build that trust with your potential clients. So if people or if clients, potential clients would know that you were the first and you created this strong brand, this strong list of businesses that you've already served, then it goes to show that you are trusted and if they engage with you then the project would be a success okay so creating branding and creating that strong impression becomes one of the the advantage of being a first mover now the third the third advantage is that you control the resources so in service in, in a service provider perspective controlling the resource might mean that you could find let's say for example you're offering social media services or social media management services 
I can find the best writers in the field. Okay, I can find the best writers in the field and I control the resource. So if people would ask, can I find a social media manager? They would message me, they would contact me because they need that kind of service. Now, again, going back to the disadvantage of being a first mover, I actually had to educate my own writers and convert them into social media managers. And it wasn't easy. It was uh, an investment in time. It was an, an investment in resource in order to create the kind of um, talent that I wanted to service our clients. Okay, But then, again, it's still an advantage because you control these resource you get to control it now the fourth advantage in being a first mover is the switching cost what does this mean so switching cost is that um put up uh, ideally clients would stay with you for a longer period beyond your engagement so if your minimum engagement is three months or six months they would still choose to renew your contract with you instead of looking for another um, service provider. So why is that? It's because they want to reduce the cost. Um, imagine if you are using Windows and then after a few months of using the Windows OS, you need to switch to Apple. It means you would have to reinvest again in resource, right? You have to buy the... Uh, the PC or you have to buy the laptop, you have to buy the OS, you have to reinstall all the apps and all of these would entail uh, resource, like the time you invest in that and then um, the money that you would have to spend for all these new um, apps, for example. So the switching cost is one reason that clients would still prefer to stick with you. Okay, so switching cost becomes a first mover advantage right but then okay take note that even if you are a first mover it doesn't mean that you would always succeed because being a first mover can as being a standard in the field right we mentioned that being a standard is one of the advantage but if you move too slow okay if you move slow if you offer if you don't scale as fast as you can um you become obsolete fast and this especially applies to consumer goods and i'm gonna tell you some examples in a little while but it doesn't mean that if you are the first you have that advantage forever right um, if you encounter a competitor who moves faster than you who can um, mass market faster and do it in a bigger scale then you would easily lose out to these kind of competitors so you have to take note of that um, your first mover advantage has a deadline it doesn't mean that just because you're the first mover, you're going to be successful forever. It doesn't work that way. There is a timeline to your advantage. There is a timeline to your first mover advantage. And this means that you have to move fast 
and there are some tips that I will mention later on. Okay, so I'm gonna give you now some examples of companies that have the second mover advantage. So we talked about the first mover advantage. Now, these companies have the second mover advantage. Now, as I mentioned, having the second mover advantage means that they were able to execute in a bigger scale and they were able to mass market faster. Now, here are the examples. Um, Google, right? Who was the first in this field? It could be Yahoo, right? Or Netscape, but Google was there. They became the second mover and they were able to do it bigger and faster. Next, with the second mover advantage is Amazon. Um, before there was Barnes and Nobles, and there's the whole story of this from Jeff Bezos. Um, you can read this up in some of the books or some of the articles online, but they were not the first. They were just second, but they're able to do it faster and in a bigger scale. Apple is another example. They were not the first. Right? It was always Microsoft, but they were able to mass produce and do it in a bigger, stylish way. So they're now, they now have the second mover advantage. Next one is Uber. They're not really the first in ride-hailing services. But now, they become the most well-known ride-sharing app. Okay, so those are the example of examples of companies that have the second mover advantage. Now, what are the things that you could do in order to um, become successful, even if you don't have the first advantage or first mover advantage anymore. Okay, so here are some suggestions. First is offer upsells and value-added products and services. So if you have upsells, if you have value-added products and services, then it means that you retain um, your advantage of having the trust of your customers. Right, so offer upsells. Next is create new verticals for your products and service. So when we say verticals, try not to offer just one kind of service. Um, find some complementary services or products that could still align with the um, industry or still align with the kind of kind of clients that you are serving. So if you create new verticals, you would still become relevant with your customers. And a third suggestion is to continually reinvent yourself. It is always the reinvention of oneself, um, not just yourself, but also your business. If you continually do this, then you will always have that first mover advantage for any um, offer that you can create uh, in the long run. Okay. Um, if just because we are first movers doesn't mean we will always become successful and i've already mentioned that but i have to reiterate because um, there is a timeline for your advantage and knowing that it tells us that um, it would not last okay your advantage does not last and therefore you have to continually reinvent yourself all right so i hope you learned 
what advantages we have if you are the first mover and also what are some tips in order to improve yourself or to improve your business so that you will continually become relevant to the customers that you serve. Thank you. So that was our episode for the week. If you enjoyed today's podcast, be sure to subscribe to us on Facebook at Third Team Media or on flarecastro.com. You can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Just search for Third Team Media or Flair Castro. For more fun news and discussion, you can check out our site at thirdteam.org. Bye for now. I'm Flair Castro and thanks for listening to Wicked Thoughts.